All right. Well, you want to get started? I do. So I want to start out with introductions. My name is Aaron. I am your son. You are Don. You are my dad. And basically what I want to cover during our conversations is a history of the Bushel family, where we started, where we came from, uh, all the way through present day. Uh, I know you've done a lot of research into what the history of the Bushel family has been, and so I want to kind of get that recorded in an audio version so that we have it for posterity. Very good. So I guess let's start out with what I said, a brief history of the Bushel family. Uh, you've got a couple of questions in front of you. Why don't you start and tell me what you know? All right. Well, I know that the Bushel family name comes from England. And in England, Bushel is almost as common as Smith is in the United States. Really? Mm-hmm. Um, your Uncle Lon and your Aunt Mary Lynn, when they were married, actually went to England and uh, traveled through a number of different parts of the country. And when they got to one particular part of the country, there were Bushels everywhere. And I wish I could tell you the name of that part of the country. I'll find out, and we'll talk about it on a future visit. But they went to cemeteries. There were lots of bushels in the cemeteries, and there were lots of bushels living in that particular part of England. So, yeah, although it's, it was rare here, and I didn't know any bushels other than my aunts and uncles growing up, uh, now on Facebook, of course, I've connected with many different bushels um, around the countryside that I'm sure related somehow. I just don't know how. <laughs> I remember a few years ago, back when Facebook first got big, I went around and tried to connect with every single bushel everywhere, and there were far too many to even get close to it. And I don't even know what the concentration in the United States is. I know in Texas, the only bushels that were in Texas, though, were were relatives. They were either aunts, uncles, or cousins. So, hmm. Okay. Uh, my great-grandfather came to the United States and settled in Texas in the Dallas area. And uh, he was a brick mason, as were many of my aunts, I mean, my uh, uncles, my dad included. Uh, and they actually at one point in time owned a brick factory in downtown Dallas, what is now downtown Dallas, where they actually made and produced bricks. That business was lost in a poker game. That's the infamous poker game story, huh? That's the infamous poker game story. Um, and then they moved from there to West Texas to what is now called Stamford, Texas, where they started over again and built another brick company. Uh, and interestingly enough, when I was at my 40-year class reunion two weekends ago um, with a number of people who I did not know or recognize went to college with me, uh, one of the first things one of the ladies was said to me was, where are you from? And I said, well, I grew up in... Abilene. I was born in Stanford, and she went, oh, my God, you're that bushel? And I went, well, I don't know. What does that mean? She said, well, your family owned the Bushel Brick Company in, in Stanford. And I went, well, not my family. My dad's <laughs> grandfather owned it, yes. Apparently, when they tear down buildings in Stanford, they all have the Bushel name on it. No kidding. And so they have their entire patio done in Bushel Bricks. Isn't that funny? Yeah, which is funny. And, of course, we always had a bushel brick at home, if you'll recall. Yeah, actually, I do remember that now that I think about it. We still have it, yeah. So, yeah, they used to own a brick company in Stanford. So, Stanford is in West Texas, about 40 miles north of Abilene. Mm -hmm. Little bitty cow town. Okay. So and that's where my dad grew up. Okay. So where are the bushels now? 
where where are we spread across the country? Well, just our immediate family, of course, Oklahoma, California, Texas, and Kansas. I have cousins in Washington, D.C., Austin. Um, I have cousins that live um, – Oh, there's. I have a cousin that lives in California. I have cousins that live in San Angelo, and um, a cousin who is. Well, I think we're just pretty much everywhere. Houston. I think there's still a lot of us in Texas, but I think we're pretty much spread out all over the United States at this point. And and that'll be interesting to discuss further when we find out when we talk about how the bushels have a, a real strong connection to Kansas as well. But I always thought of the bushels as being a Texas family, but as it turns out, we have some pretty strong connections to Kansas as well. But we'll get to that in a later time. I, I want to start the conversation by talking about you and your history, Dad. So I guess to talk okay. about you, we have to start out by talking about your parents. So tell me about your parents and and what is their story. Well, my dad was raised in Stanford, Texas, along with his brothers and sisters. There were six of them. Um, they were all brick masons. And uh, my mother was raised uh, well, in a variety of places. She ultimately ended up near Stanford, Texas, when she met my dad at the age of 17. But she originally was from Independence, Kansas, uh, which is where my grandmother's sides was from. And my grandmother's sides, of course, was married multiple times, four times. So her last name changed through the years. Um, but she... Grew up in Independence, Kansas, and then moved to um, California at a very young age. She lived with an aunt and uncle when my grandmother went through a divorce. And then came back from California, and ultimately, after my grandmother had remarried, my other grandfather, Lon Backus, and spelled B-A-C-K-U-S, they ended up in Luters, Texas, which is about 20 miles west of Stanford, Texas. Uh, where that grandfather worked uh, on an oil refinery. And he was killed in that oil refinery, an oil refinery accident, and my grandmother remained there the rest of her life and died in her mid-90s. So ultimately, ultimately, my grandmother was from Looters. That's where my mother was raised, and my dad was from Stanford. Okay. Two little tiny cow towns out in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) So then you were born in Stanford, but you grew up in Abilene. Is that right? I was born in Stanford along with my brother, and then in 1950, I believe, my parents moved to Abilene and built a home, which was the home at 3126 College Street. I remember it well. Where I lived all of my life through college, Um, and... um, I think that little home they built for like $5,000 at the time. It was right after the war when they were building homes all over the United States for men who were returning in the military. My dad had been in the Pacific in the Navy. He was um, a CB. What is a CB? CBs were they're just part of the, They used to be a position in the Navy. I don't exactly know what the title even means. We need to look it up. S-E-A-B-E-E-S, CBs. And um, he and his brother both were in the military during the war. And when he came back from the Pacific, um, he and my mother were already married because they had married before he left. And they moved and started their family. 
and we grew up in Abilene. We, we initially lived in Stanford, and then when they finally built their home in Abilene, we moved to Abilene. And that's where I lived my entire life at the age of, I think, four. Uh, my dad's job took us to Pueblo, Colorado. That's where my sister was born, mm-hmm. uh, where he worked to help build the Catholic hospital there in Pueblo. And, and as soon as that project was finished, which took three years, we moved back to Abilene and were there from that point forward. So do you remember much about Pueblo? I remember one heck of a hailstorm <laughs> uh, that my brother and I were walking home from school and got caught in. I remember the house we lived in and the name of the neighbors next door. Um, and beyond that, no, I don't have a whole lot of memory. I remember my sister was born there and my brother and I got to name her. So, <laughs> And you picked Darla, huh? And we, well, because Darla was on the Little Rascals, which was a great TV show at the time. Ah, yeah, that makes sense now. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, so you grew up in Abilene, and then you went to college at McMurray. Do you have any good stories about college? Uh, well, let's back up. I started oh, okay. uh, Abilene in the third grade, went to Crockett Elementary, which was a block and a half from where we lived on College Street. Which is the same school that I went to. Exactly, and then uh, where you started actually, and then I moved. We went from uh, Crockett Elementary to Jefferson Junior High School, and from Jefferson Junior High School I went to Cooper High School, and then from Cooper I went to McMurray, and I graduated from McMurray. Stayed in Abilene one more year, and then I took off. So, and and speak more to that when you took off. Where did you go, and what did you do? I uh, moved to Dallas. Well, actually, let's back up even further than that. I got a degree from McMurray University in art. And my ultimate goal and plan was to go to an art institute, which was in San Miguel de Allende, Mexico. I graduated from college, worked for an entire year to save up the money to go there, purchased a new car to get me there. And um, in the fall of 1970. I'm going to say 74. It could have been 73, but I think it was 74. Loaded up everything that I owned, said goodbye to all my friends and family, and drove to Mexico to go to school at San Miguel Allende. Got to the border, and they were very happy for me to come into Mexico and go to school in San Miguel Allende. But something that the Mexican consulate had never told me in my year of planning was that I couldn't bring my car. You couldn't so, bring your brand new car that you just bought? My brand new car that I'd had for <laughs> two months. Uh, they wanted me to leave it at the border and just I could go on to school and come back at the end of two years when I finished school to get my car. Yeah, yeah, because that would actually happen. That didn't work. <laughs> so I actually got in my car at the end of that day and drove back home. And, of course, everyone was quite surprised to see me. That was long before cell phones. Yeah, I'll bet they were. <laughs> mm-hmm. and Hi, I'm back. It was a quick trip. Started working on Plan B, which was to go to graduate school somewhere other than San Miguel Allende. And I had actually already been accepted at San Miguel and had my room all, my my housing taken care of, my classes scheduled, the whole nine yards. So this was pretty traumatic. Yeah, I'd say so. Ended up moving to the Dallas-Fort Worth area and staying with my aunt and uncle for two years and going to graduate school at North Texas State University. What kind of graduate school? Was it a master's of fine arts? Was it an MBA? What was it? Uh, It was a master's in uh, human resources and public relations with a minor in art. 
Now, I seem to recall you taking some master's courses when I was really young, but I don't know what kind of master's classes those were. Were that was that a follow-on to what you had done before? Yep, I went. I, I ended up doing a year at North Texas State and getting transferred to Wisconsin. And then after your mother and I had settled in Wisconsin, I went back to graduate school and did another year at the University of Wisconsin-Green Bay in the same career field, human resources, public relations, and then got transferred at some point in time after I'd started there uh, to another city. And so I put my master's degree on hold one more time. Eventually, we made it to Wichita, where I started my master's program again at Wichita State University, and that's when I got transferred to West Bend, Wisconsin. So <laughs> I've started it three times. I've never finished it. Oh, that's funny. Okay. Yeah. At, so, at that point in time, you couldn't finish it somewhere else. You had to finish it there. So. Yeah. Interesting. You know, and, you know, and now things are a lot easier as far as online courses and yes, being that, able to finish even it something remotely. No, obviously not 30 years ago, but nowadays it is. So... You moved to Dallas, you started doing some graduate work, and then you met mom, I assume? Well, I met your mom when I was a senior in college and your mom was a senior in high school. I was living in Abilene. I had um, started working on my plans to go to school in Mexico. Uh, Your mom came to Abilene to visit her sister and brother-in-law who were living there and stationed at Dias Air Force Base. That would be Rosemary and Ron Matestic. Okay. And she came for two weeks. That was their graduation present for her to come down. Her father had just died. And so she reluctantly came, leaving her mom behind, and got here and was having a great time with her sister. And she and her sister connived that perhaps she should call and see if she could stay for the summer. Uh, when she called her mom, her mom said, you know, you're starting college in the fall. That's a great idea. However, you would have to get a job if you do that. And as it turned out, her sister and I knew each other because her sister always came through my checkout line at the grocery store where I'd been working for eight years. And so her sister came in and asked me if there was any possibility for her sister getting a job. And I pointed her in the correct direction of who to talk to and, um, your mom came in, applied for a job, got hired back in the delicatessen in the in the back of the store. And Slicing meat. I got to when the day she walked in the door, I met her, introduced myself to her, and brought her back to where she started her new job. And then during the course of that summer, we became very good friends. Although we did not date that summer, she actually dated a very good friend of mine who was my roommate that summer, uh, a guy by the name of Jim Houston. Mm-hmm. And, of course, that's a very long, uh, convoluted story about how they dated all summer long and how she and I ended up getting together. But I won. You yeah. stole her. I won. <laughs> we'll talk about that story on another recording. So. Okay. Sounds good. So then you guys got together and got married. You get married in Texas or in Wisconsin? You got married in Wisconsin, didn't you? We uh, dated long distance because at the end of that summer, your mom went back to Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I ended up moving to Dallas after my failed trip to Mexico. And so we didn't really have any contact with one another, one another at all for oh, several months. Um, 
And actually, that's not true. Let me back up. Your mom went back to Wisconsin. I was still in Abilene working because I worked for a year. And about oh, three months after your mom had left to go home uh, at 2 o'clock in the morning, which was a big no-no at my house growing up. The phone was not ever allowed to ring after 9 o'clock. The phone <laughs> rang at 2 o'clock in the morning, and it was your mother. And she had uh, tracked me down through an operator there in Abilene and just wanted to visit and say hello because it had been three months since we'd seen each other. That, too, is a very interesting and funny story, which we'll have to get to sometime. And um, so we started talking that night, started writing each other. Uh, six months later, I went to Wisconsin for a little vacation. And um, the rest is history. Three years later, I ended up moving to Wisconsin and with the company I was working for at that time. Uh, that was, was that Zales? That was Zales, uh-huh. And uh, to open a brand new store in Fond du Lac, Wisconsin, which is where she was then a senior in college. And we uh, dated, got engaged the following March, and got married the following October in Coleman, Wisconsin. And the rest is history. Well, Vermont graduated with well. in nursing. Mm-hmm. And... Um, we moved, once we got married, we got married in Coleman and moved to Chicago and lived in Chicago for the next two years. See, I remember you talking about living in Chicago, but that was before Megan or I. I mean, I know that I was born in Green Bay. So uh, tell me about your, your brief stint in Chicago. What did you guys do there? Well, we were a young married couple. So, of course, we were in a city, the biggest city either one of us had ever lived in. I actually managed a store in North Riverside, which is a suburb of Chicago on the um, west side of Chicago, uh, very close to Cicero and Bourbon. Sure. Uh, when I was promoted and transferred there, I was told that I was going to this idyllic little small town with lots of trees and parks and rivers. And what I ended up going to was the heart of Chicago. <laughs> No trees or rivers. Well, no, it was a very small, idyllic little town, but it was in the heart of Chicago. I mean, so it was city. There was nothing about it being quaint at all. It was city. And um, I managed a store in what was then the largest shopping center in America, North Riverside Park. It would not even be remotely close to that now, but it was at that time, um, which was a a very interesting marketing tool at the time when they opened this mall thinking that it was going to be a huge, huge success, which it initially was. The problem was it was in downtown Chicago. So the crime rate was astronomical. Um, and the mall is, I don't even sure the mall is even still there anymore. I suspect they probably closed it after a few years because the crime rate, they took North Riverside park police department from three police officers to over a hundred police officers in a year. Oh my. And all of it was crime at the mall. Really? And it was serious, serious crime. <laughs> so did you ever get, you know, jumped or robbed or anything? Uh, I personally did not. My um, One of my employees was sexually assaulted at the mall. One of my employees was held with at gunpoint and knife point in a robbery at the mall. Holy and, cow. And if my store at the time ended up being robbed by an employee that was working for me, my assistant manager. And at that point in time, it was the largest theft in the company's history. (laughs) That's a good thing to have by your name right there. 
Yeah. Well, fortunately, I wasn't there when it happened. I was at a convention with the company in in uh, San Diego. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was bad news. Yeah, I'd say so. Okay. So what did you then get transferred to Green Bay? I then requested a transfer to Green Bay, and your mom and I moved to Green Bay, Wisconsin, to open a brand new Zill store there in the mall downtown, um, which was a, 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 a huge thing for Green Bay at the time. It was one of the first downtown malls in America. And that's where we bought our house on Alloway Avenue, and that's where you and your sister were born. Fair enough. Okay. So we were born, I was born in 1980. Megan was born in 1982. Mm-hmm. Your mom was a nurse at the hospital there. Uh, working in surgery, and I, of course, was managing the Zell store there, and we had a, a lot of fun there, many great friends there. Um, we lived there until I think you were probably nearly four years old. Your sister was that a That sounds year about old. right. Well, Megan would have been two if I was four. Mm-hmm. I eventually quit my job at Dells, worked with your mom and her Mary Kay career for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after a couple of trips back to Texas, we decided that there had to be someplace warmer we could live. <laughs> and at that point in time, decided to move to Texas. And so we went to Texas. I looked for a job, found a job with a company called Service Merchandise. And we put our home on the market, sold our home, and moved ourselves lock, stock, and barrel to Abilene, Texas. Uh, let me see. I don't think I remember anything from that move. I'm sure that I was still mm-hmm. too young. That's where you, uh, we, that move is when we moved to College Street. Yeah. And, and refinished that home for my dad, which we eventually sold for him. I remember living in that home. You started at Crockett Elementary, and that's mm-hmm. where we met Sue Gale. Yeah. And then uh, was a few years later, we actually. Sold the, uh, put that home on the market for my dad and bought the home on Hartford. And I remember the home on Hartford. I remember the big yeah, tree out front and the giant backyard and all that fun stuff. Yep. And, of course, I still have many connections to Abilene, as do all of you, and many sure. great friends and the group. Yes, yes, the group. So do you have any good stories about Megan and I growing up, our childhood, anything from that time period? Well, my favorite story about you guys growing up was the fact that we always had pets for you. And, of course, we had – initially we had uh, our little schnauzer whose name was uh, Kizzy. And then after Kizzy uh, was killed, uh, we got another schnauzer whose name was Dixie. I remember Dixie. I don't think I remember Kizzy. And Dixie was a sweet little schnauzer that we owned at the time. And then, of course, when she got killed on the highway um, in Wisconsin, then the next step was to get you guys something different. So we bought you ducks. Yes, Ducky and Terry. Yes. I remember that. Uh-huh. And I, the, my favorite story is the hellstorm at Thanksgiving. Uh, the November after we got the ducks at Easter in April and the hellstones were the size of grapefruit. There was millions and millions and millions of dollars worth of damage done in Abilene at the time. And in the midst of that hellstorm, your mother says to me, run out and save the ducks, get the ducks and bring them in. And my thought was, I'm going to run out in hellstones the size of grapefruits and save two ducks. There's no way that's going to happen. Okay. <laughs> 
And so then my other favorite story is of the two bunny rabbits we got, you guys. Yes, I remember the bunny rabbits, too. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, when the bunny rabbits got out, I believe it was yours. That was mine. Across the alley and got into the antifreeze and the air conditioning system of the people mm -hmm. behind us. And your bunny rabbit died. And your mother was having a Mary Kay event in our home um, on the day after your bunny had died. And my job was to take you and your sister out in the backyard and dig a grave and bury the bunny rabbit, which we did. I remember that. And it was very traumatic and very sad. And we had just finished the entire ceremony and gotten the bunny rabbit buried and created the headstone for the grave and the whole nine yards. And my th last words were you and your sister were... Do either one of you have any last words you'd like to say to the bunny before we leave? And your sister said, can we come out in a month and dig it up and see if its skeleton is there? <laughs> and that, of course, sent you into orbit. So <laughs> sobbing and crying. And Oh, God, I remember that. Yeah. I remember that very well. Uh, she was She was twisted even back then. She, uh, we, we thought at that point in time that she was going to be a veterinarian, you know, and, she well, she's an to, interest in anatomy. She used to poke the eyeballs out of the fish that we caught too. Uh huh. Yep, she did. Yeah. So I'm not sure where that all changed, but eventually that all changed. <laughs> okay. So at that point, we lived in Abilene, and then from Abilene, we moved to Coleman. Yes, so we were in Abilene for six years, and you and your mom and your sister went home. Um, in the summer of, I think, 1989, to visit your grandmother. And that's when we realized your grandmother had Alzheimer's and how severe her Alzheimer's was. And so your mom called me from Wisconsin that summer and said, I can't come home. And I said, what do you mean you can't come home? And she said, my mom is so bad I can't leave her. And we had a long discussion over several days about that and decided that the only way that we were going to be able to take care of your grandmother was for us to move there. And so I came up um, late summer, went back to Cole's department store where I had worked when I lived there before, after quitting sales and going to work for Cole's. Mm -hmm. uh, went in and talked to them. They rehired me uh, in the same position I had left. And I sold our house, packed up all of our belongings and moved us there in August and you and your sister, that would be the summer you and your sister never came home after you went to your grandmother's. To yeah, say, well, we went to some sort of summer camp, didn't we? We went to summer camp up there and then camp, take a whip. From camp, yeah, came home from camp and you guys had moved us. Yeah, we were living at that point in time on the farm with your grandmother. In the trailer, weren't we? We Well, the trailer was vacant because Frankie had passed away. Right. So we moved your mom's office and initially some of our belongings into the trailer. And then we eventually moved everything into the house and rented the trailer out to Valerie. I remember that, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's how we ended up in Coleman, Wisconsin. And then we were in Coleman, Wisconsin for mm, uh, I don't remember how many years. I would have to look at my calendar and figure it all out. But after that, we got transferred to – I got transferred to uh, Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Uh, I spent two summers or two years traveling for Kohl's, opening new stores around the countryside. And then they finally decided to open the Kansas City market. And I requested um, 
to go there, uh, to be promoted as to a manager and go there and was transferred there as an assistant manager to Kansas City uh, to open the store in Independence, Kansas. And of course, we then moved there and rented that four bedroom apartment. I remember that. Now, you you had requested either St. Louis or Kansas City, right? Correct. Mm -hmm. And we ended up getting Kansas City. And I remember mom was really upset about that because we had friends in St. Louis and we didn't really know anybody in Kansas City. Yeah, we knew nothing about Kansas City at the time. Actually, I'd requested St. Louis, and we got Kansas City because I didn't know anything about Kansas City at that time either. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah, that's when I moved into the house or to the the first apartment was in um, Lee Summit, very close to the big lake there in Lee Summit, and that's where you and your mother and your sister came to visit me at the end of that summer. And we decided to check into when school started. And as it turned out, school was starting Monday, which was almost an entire month earlier than when it started in Wisconsin. Hmm. And so your mom left you and your sister with me, and she went back to Wisconsin to try to get the farm sold. And she didn't move back with us because that was in July. She did not move down to be with us until in October. I don't, I mean, I remember being in Kansas City and I remember living in that, you had like a little two bedroom apartment or something for mm -hmm. a while that we stayed in. Yeah. And then we eventually moved into the bigger apartment that was over near Raytown. But I, I guess I, for some reason, I don't remember mom not being there, but. Yep, she wasn't there. It was hmm. just three of us. Um, and then she um, went back and got the farm on the market and got the farm sold and moved there. And for Halloween in October, uh, just well, actually she moved there the first of October, and on the thirty first of October was when I got told that we were being transferred to Wichita. <laughs> but at least you were getting your own store, right? I was getting my own store, and we were being transferred to Wichita, and that's when we went and at Thanksgiving that year. So mm -hmm. just weeks later, and went to church at the Church of the Magdalene and met the Carrillos. No kidding. Is that when we met the Carillos? Yes. We met them Thanksgiving weekend because that was the first time that Magdalene had done a Thanksgiving lunch for people who were from out of town that had no family. And the Carillos were from out of town and had no family, and we were from out of town and had no family. And we met that Thanksgiving at the Church of the Magdalene, and, of course, the rest is history. So Yeah, I didn't realize that. That's, mm -hmm. that's funny. Was the, first people, the first couple we met were the Lashes. I remember the Lashes. Second couple we met, we met the Lashes in church, and we left church and went over to have lunch uh, for Thanksgiving, and that's where we met the Carillos. Hmm. Okay, then. And we lived in Wichita from the time that I was, I had to have been 13, right? Maybe 14? Mm-hmm. 13 or 14. It was my sophomore year of high school, <laughs> halfway through my sophomore year of high school. And, I mean, I lived there all the way up until... I moved to Tulsa, but you ended up moving again when you moved to when you took a job with Hobby Lobby and moved to West Bend. Is that right? I was working for Hobby Lobby. I'd been with them for almost two years, and when they transferred me to West Bend, Wisconsin, and then I moved to West Bend, Wisconsin, left you and your mom and your sister behind, mm -hmm. moved to West Bend, Wisconsin, with the intention that eventually we would move there. <laughs> <laughs> and that never happened because before that could happen, two years later, I was transferred to Lawrence. Mm -hmm. And then we were in 
Lawrence from that point forward, and your mom is still in Lawrence, so. That's true. And then, okay, so obviously we've gone through it all. We, we moved around quite a bit a during our lives. I mean, when you say it out loud, it even seems like it's even more. So how do you think uh, that that probably- we probably left some moves out of there because your eighth grade year, we moved you to go to school in Chicago at Marmion. I remember that as well. Um, so how do you feel like all of the moving from place to fa- place to place has affected you and mom and your lives and your kids and everything? Um, I, you know, I don't, it's, it's been good and it's been bad. I think it opened our eyes up to, there are a lot of great places to live in the United States. Okay. Uh, we have friends all over the United States, and your mom has been able to build her Mary Kay business all over the United States as a result of the moves that we made. But I think the bad part about it was is it creates it makes it very difficult to create a sense of home. Where is home? Because I grew up my entire life in Abilene. Your mother grew up her entire life in Coleman. But you and your sister never grew up your entire life anywhere. I mean, yeah. I think ultimately Wichita became home for you guys. But there was never really any one city or one state that was home to you guys. Yeah, that's true. You have many friends and um, in Abilene from the time that we lived there, but I don't think Texas was ever really home. You have many friends in Wisconsin, and uh, but I don't think Wisconsin was ever really home. And it wasn't until we got to Wichita and you guys were in high school that – I think that eventually became what is now home. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, when people ask me now, where are you from? I mean, yes, I'm from all over the place, but my answer is Wichita most of the time because, I mean, I lived there the longest. And Mm -hmm. as you said, that's the place that I consider home. That's the place where you have connections. Right. Exactly. So, you know, plus and minuses. Um, I have friends that live in the exact same house they moved into the day they got married that have never moved, never have never done anything like what your mom and I have done. And not that that's bad. That's probably good. But their their view of life is very different than my view of life. Not nearly as adventurous. Not nearly as adventurous. Yeah. For them, a long trip is driving from Abilene to Dallas. <laughs> and, of course, for your mom and I, a long trip might be getting up in Coleman, Wisconsin, and driving all the way to Abilene 24 hours straight with Oh, God, I remember those drives. That was the kind of drive where you go to sleep in the car, you wake up, you spend all day in the car, you go to sleep again, and you wake up and you're still in the car. (laughs) Yep, it's um, it was some very, very long trips, and we did it many, many, many times. Uh, I think you have fond memories of the Waffle House as a result of that. (laughs) I do. I still love Waffle House. There we go, because we always manage to stop at a Waffle House somewhere along the way. Yes, indeed. Okay, so then tell me about the last few years and what you've been doing over the last few years. Well, as you know, uh, my job at Hobby Lobby ended in October of 2009, quite abruptly um, and unexpectedly. And uh, I looked for a new job for about a year, and a little bit more than a year, when... uh, Things were probably just about as bad as they are right now for the economy. Did not find new employment. And your Aunt Darla and Uncle Gary, who had at that point in time moved to the Metroplex, asked me if I would come down and help them with a project they were working on for the Super Bowl. 
the year the Super Bowl was here in Dallas. And your mom and I agreed that that would be okay. And I came down and spent about six weeks here working on the Super Bowl, uh, being involved in the Super Bowl. And um, at the end of that time, came back home. And then about two weeks later, they called me and asked me if I would consider coming back and covering for them so they could go on vacation, which I did. And uh, came back and worked for a couple more weeks for them at their office which is the staffing agency for um, a number of different uh, companies here in DFW, came back home again, and they called me a third time and said, would you come and help us with another project called Sherathon, which is a big um, project they do in the spring and the fall. And that time I said yes and came back and stayed. And I've worked here with them now for two years. Two years, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, in their staffing agency, I handled the account for them for uh, DFW Airport for the valet operation at DFW Airport, which is about 300 employees. And um, my plan is to, and I've, I have talked to them about this, so this is not a surprise. They now know uh, to leave this job this uh, winter. Mm-hmm. So we were, I was going to leave in January. As it turns out, now I'm going to leave in February. But I will probably always be available to them to come back and help if they need me. Um, sure. And you know what other job I find. So, but I will be moving back to Lawrence. I'm sure Mom will be happy to have you back. I'm sure she will. Yeah. So, so then, do you guys January? Now she's very excited about it being February. <laughs> so. so then, do you guys see yourselves staying in Lawrence? Do you see yourselves moving elsewhere? What do you think? I think that depends on what my children do. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, you know, there's no reason for us to stay in Lawrence if our family's not nearby. Right. So, um, I can't say that I have a long-term commitment to Lawrence. I think we like Lawrence a lot. Your mom likes it, likes her job there a lot. Yeah. Um, but I guess it depends on where our kids end up, where we end up. True, true. You know, there's nothing tying us to Lawrence. We own a cottage in Wisconsin. We own a home in Lawrence. We have a child and his family who live in Tulsa and another child and her husband who live in California and virtually all my very closest friends and relatives live in Texas. So yeah. your mom's has some relatives, but not many left in Wisconsin. So I would say the options are out there. I don't all over the anything place. Anything holding us to Lawrence at all. Okay. Fair enough. Well, that uh, that covers all of the questions that I had that I wanted to talk about and ask about today. Um, do you have anything else on your list that you wanted to discuss or talk about or bring up? Other than the fact that I'm blessed to have a great family. I have two great kids. I have two wonderful grandchildren. I am a very blessed man, and I look forward to doing this again in the future. Yeah, sounds good. Okay, I am going to end the recording. But before I do that, I guess I'll just say that it's it's been a very, very enjoyable conversation with you today, Dad. And, and I look forward to doing it again in the future, like you said. Well, you have a great day today. Well, you do the same. And I, too, have enjoyed it. And we'll do it again. <laughs>